AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. The less your business spends, the more margin you keep. But today, everything costs more. So smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one proven platform, helping you reduce IT costs, maintenance costs, and manual errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash earnings right now. NetSuite.com slash earnings. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Welcome to the Bloomberg Surveillance Podcast. I'm Tom Keen. Daily, we bring you insight from the best in economics, finance, investment, and international relations. Find Bloomberg Surveillance on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Bloomberg.com, and of course, on the Bloomberg. Paul Sweeney, let's uh, do this with Michael Barr, and I'm Tom Keen in New York, and we are thrilled to begin this special half hour of baseball with a, a really interesting person. We've got Sam Kennedy coming up with the Red Sox. I called George M. Steinbrenner III, I called Hal Steinbrenner, I called Henry Steinbrenner and Jennifer and Jessica and Joan Steinbrenner, and we none of them would come on, so we got another Yankees fan from Rome, New York. Rob Manfred joins us. He's got another job as the 10th commissioner of baseball. Commissioner, we are thrilled you're with us. Is, is a Yankees fan, it is goosebumps as well. How much are your Yankees going to love that center field fence at 385 feet. Well, I want to be clear about one thing first. Um, I did grow up a Yankee fan, but um, I am strictly neutral oh, right now. Please, <laughs> I just move want you to on. know that. Um, the center field fence at the London Stadium is like right and left field at Fenway. The Yankees, yeah. I mean, the Yankees have the edge to begin with, right? Well, it's really interesting. Uh, it, you know, one of the challenges of playing uh, here in Europe is finding a stadium that can be f- configured for a major league game. Um, we think that the power alleys are long in the ballpark. Um, center field, as you point out, is a little short, but we have a 16-foot wall there. So it's going to play like 400 feet. Um, we think it's very playable for a major league game. And uh, yeah. the fact of the matter is a few right. home runs will probably be pretty exciting for the fans here in London. There's all sorts of baseball questions to talk to. Him. Our Michael Barr will jump in here in a moment, Commissioner. But you're sitting next to the Duke of Sussex. He's been a little occupied. He's going to bring Archie to the game. He's going to have Archie in his arms he's sitting next to you because you're a fancy guy how do you explain baseball to the duke of sussex you know i think that uh uh the duke is quite a uh uh 
sports fan in general. I don't think he's going to need a lot of explanation for uh, from me um, about the game. But I will say this. Baseball is not the easiest game to explain to somebody who uh, has never seen a game before. Right. Uh, it, it can be difficult. Well, it, it, Thank you. It can be a bit <laughs> difficult. And full disclosure, Commissioner, I still don't get cricket. Paul Sweeney. <laughs> exactly. So, Commissioner Manfred, I just wonder what you think the opportunity is uh, in the U.K. for baseball. We know the NFL has been there for several years with uh, bringing games there. Give us, just give us a sense of what you think the opportunity is for baseball in the U.K. Well, let's talk uh, short term. Already, um, 30% of our licensed product that's sold outside the United States is sold in Europe. Um, it's largely sold as a fashion brand. People like the logos, even though they're not quite sure what they are. We think we can drive that business once people associate those popular logos with some of the greatest athletes in the world. Um, secondly, uh, we think there's a media opportunity for us um, in, in the UK and in uh, uh, Europe more generally. And over the long haul, we feel like um, it is a great event business for us to continue to bring live games, not only to the UK, but to other parts of Europe. Uh, Commissioner, let me bring in our Michael Barr, of course, hosting every week our Bloomberg Business of Sports. He's, I have to apologize, Commissioner, out front. He's a Tigers fan. We won't go there. Michael? Oh, I've had a bunch of Kleenexes all over the place, but that's another story. Commissioner, <laughs> I, what are the odds one day that we will actually see a Major League Baseball team in a place like London or Mexico? Look, I, I think Mexico, uh, just because of the, the travel issues as they currently exist, probably more feasible. Um, you know, we're basically an everyday game and travel is a concern. But I think travel is going to continue to improve. Um, it's not that different to go from the East Coast of the yeah. United States to London and as, as it is to go uh, east to west. So I think it's a, it's a realistic possibility for us. I think it's something that would be really exciting um, for our fans, uh, both domestically and here, and something that would drive right. our business. Uh, Commissioner, I watched Rockies-Dodgers last night, a great exhibition. Mr. Biller was doing better than good uh, for the Dodgers. I was thunderstruck that they didn't have netting up down the field. You've had a tragic injury to a two-year-old in baseball. They've got plexiglass around hockey and, you know, the other dangerous sports with a projectile. How quickly do you have to act to provide safety for fans given how hard the ball was hit today? Well, safety of our fans, obviously, um, a a paramount concern for us. Um, What I think you've seen uh, since the most recent incident, a number of clubs have already proceeded with plans to extend their netting. Um, The Pirates announced yesterday um, the latest in a series of clubs. And I think you'll see that progress continue and continue quickly. Um, It is more difficult uh, in some of our facilities just because of structural issues to yeah. do them on a short string. And I think um, we have had great success over the last four or five years in extending netting by right. encouraging the clubs, allowing them to deal with their local differences, and always keeping right. fan safety in the front of their mind. Commissioner Wells said, Paul Sweeney, I was thinking last night watching Dodgers-Rockies, are we going to give up Derek Jeter into the stands in that historic play from years ago? And the answer is for kids' safety, we have Probably to, not. Paul. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Commissioner Manfred, this is uh, Bloomberg. We're an economics show. I'm interested in the economics of this London matchup here. How did you convince the Red Sox to give up two home games, particularly against the New York Yankees, which are presumably huge moneymakers for the Red Sox? 
Well, the answer to that question is the, the, always the answer. We compensate the Red Sox for what they would clear on a home gate. So they're made whole on what they would have made if they played the two games in Boston. And uh, Major League Baseball assumes the risk of the economics of the two games here in London. And how does it look right now? Like, just give us a sense of kind of the ticket sales in London, the, the, the buzz. The, how's it all shaping up here as we get ready to play? Well, the ticket sales were phenomenal. We sold out two games, about 60,000 seats per game in less than 24 hours. Um, The secondary market uh, has been really strong, uh, really strong. (laughs) And, uh, you know, just being out and about in London at events, there seems to be a lot of buzz uh, uh, about the games, yeah. and we're thrilled by that. I I'm mean, gonna, it's, just, it's just great news for us. I mean, we had Joseph Abuda on the legendary fashion designer yesterday, uh, commissioner, and you know he's psyched for two games in a row. My suggestion, commissioner, is you got to schedule a whole bunch of games. Michael Barr, don't you think we need a surveillance road trip? To London for, you know, Detroit, Kansas City. We can do that right now. We could do that right now. Cubs, White Sox. I mean, come on, it works. One thing about baseball, Commissioner, is that it's a summer-built game. And when the season first started, there was a problem with attendance in the stands at some of the games. But that has now since uh, improved, or am I incorrect about that? Yeah, we've made great progress on our single game sales. Um, things just pay, things always pick up after the kids get out of school. Um, it's kind of a baseball tradition, uh, but w- we think that we continue to deliver a live product that's compelling for our fans, and um, we have some uh, really great pennant races um, going this year. And we think we're going to have a strong summer. So, Commissioner, I know that Major League Baseball, they opened in Tokyo. Uh, They're playing here in London. Mexico, Puerto Rico have happened recently. So just give us a sense. Going forward, are we going to see more uh, Major League Baseball outside of the U.S.? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's important um, for us to continue to internationalize the game. I think Mexico, we were there twice this year with two different series, uh, presents an important opportunity for us. And I I think our European situation a little different. Um, than than football. Um, I know they've done very well here in London. They continue to come back. I think our goal would be to play here in London. We're going to be back again next year. We know that already. But we'd like to play other places in Europe. Uh, We think it's important to take the live product there and uh, uh, in order to make the most right. out of the growth opportunity here. Commissioner, can you pull some something some pull? I don't know if CC Sabathia is pitching uh, this weekend. Come on, CC Sabathia's got to go out to the mound in London, doesn't he? <laughs> With a career he's had? Uh, yeah. Well, he CC's had a great career and you know, really has been a great ambassador for our game uh, on top of it. Does tremendous yeah. work in the community as so many of our our, our great players right. do. Um I I think it's Jay Happ and Tanaka that they're scheduled yeah, to pitch. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. What do you think? You're dictating it. Commissioner, <laughs> thank you so much, and I hope the Red Sox win. Rob Manfred is a commissioner of baseball and Yankees fan uh, as well, of course, in uh, London. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply.
You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Let's bring in a gentleman who actually played baseball. How odd for baseball management. Sam Kennedy on the field for Brookline High School. This is a few years ago. And then Trinity College. He is a chief executive officer of the Red Sox and, of course, joins us from London. Sam, we just spoke to the commissioner of baseball, and he was, you know, the usual commissioner of baseball chit-chat. Let's cut to the chase. How are the Red Sox adapting to the 24-7 demand of people like me who want to see what I want to see when I want to see it. I mean, what are you going to do to Joe Stiglione and the rest of the Nesson crew over the next 10 years? How do you maintain the franchise in this new modern age of broadcast? Well, we better be where the fans want us to be at all times. To your point, we got to connect with that next young generation of fans, and uh, it's going to be in a mobile environment. We know that. Uh, playing baseball here in London is uh, pretty obvious. Our fans all over the world can connect with us, and, and that's frankly why we're here. We need to grow this game to a global audience uh, or else we'll be in trouble. We need to grow. We need to follow the leads of some of the other leagues that have uh, paved the way, and kudos to that commissioner, Mr. Manfred, for bringing us over here what a great event for the Red Sox and the Yankees and look we need to win two games by the way while we're here we're nine games back in the American League East so uh, we we better be ready to go tomorrow so Sam talk about uh, the decision making for taking two valuable dates uh, away from your fans uh, with the Yankees and moving them to London just give us a sense of the calculus you guys went through yeah, well, uh, Hal Steinbrenner and John Henry, our two uh, principal owners, have been talking about this for many, many years in terms of highlighting uh, our great game to a national audience, or international audience, excuse me. So the Red Sox and Yankees made sense. Um, the Red Sox were willing to take two gates uh, from Fenway Park. We obviously are being reimbursed yeah. for our revenues, but um, we just felt it was in the uh, interest of the greater good of the game, and we we're happy to participate. And our fans, lots and lots of our fans have traveled over here for the games, which is terrific. Sam Kennedy, let me bring in our colleague, Michael Barr, Bloomberg Business and Sports. You may know Mr. Barr. He was the one 24 years ago who tried to climb Pesky's Pole <laughs> at 11 p.m. coming yeah. out of Lansdowne Street. That was you, Michael. That Barr. was me. I, I thought nobody would find it. Yeah, we got his picture on every gate around Fenway Park. Don't worry. We know who you are. I, I am impressed how quickly the tickets sold out for the London contest between you, uh, the Boston Red Sox, and uh, the New York Yankees. I mean, it went on sale, and boop, that was it. 
Yeah, tickets went quick. I think it's a, an indication uh, that this was indeed a good idea to lead with the Red Sox and Yankees. Obviously, a lot of expats over here, but uh, I think 80% or so, maybe 75% of the tickets were purchased uh, in the UK, which is great. And um, we, we need to do more of this. We're really pushing at the international. I sit on the international committee at Major League Baseball. We need to continue to grow the game outside the uh, the walls of North America. So it's uh, an exciting, exciting weekend for Major League Baseball. So it's interesting, uh, Sam. I mean, the Major League Baseball has been, uh, you know, branding itself internationally. Again, uh, Tokyo, Mexico, other markets. Very few European-born players in the big leagues. Any any thoughts about how you could uh, develop some European players? Absolutely. I mean, you have to get people exposed to the game. Our play ball initiative that uh, Commissioner Manfred and his team have brought over here to London will help. We've got little leagues uh, going on in central London and on the continent, and that's really yeah. important. you got to play it. That's how you fall in love with the sport, and you need to see it live. I mean, baseball right. is a great game when you see it live, and uh, it's happened with soccer in the United States over the last 10 to 15 years. We have an investment in Liverpool Football Club. Oh, you do, Club, do you? I didn't We've know that. We've seen that grow all uh, over the U.S., so it's uh, it, it can happen. We just need to make the affirmative uh, investment and effort. Sam Kennedy, I got one final question. There's a, a kid in Shanghai with a Red Sox hat on the wall. He was weaned on Nomar Garciaparra, which is great. <laughs> and every Little League kid in Brookline, Wellesley, and points north, south, east, and west, all of a sudden had to adjust their gloves, tap their toes, step out of the batting box, they all went through that. How are you doing on speeding up the game when these clowns get in the batting box and do their Nomar Garcia Para act? I mean, well, are you getting there? Yeah, we have to get there. The Thank pace, you. The pace of game is critical. We're at three hours and three or four minutes now. You'd like to see the game around 240, 245. There are lots of ways to eliminate the dead time. Uh, the previous guest, Commissioner Manfred's working on that. We've got a pitch clock at the minor league level. It works very, very Does well. Does it work? Why can't it, I get oh, that it works, at the pro it game? It works beautifully. Well, we're talking about it, and I think now is the get time there. to— Yeah, I agree. And, and have and, Nomar on—you uh, can, can do a Red Sox flag or whatever across the first clock and have Nomar pull the flag away because it's his fault. Michael Barr, <laughs> jump in here with Sam Kennedy. Final question. One, I have to ask, and, and all of the major league ballparks have done a great job of this, of making it extremely fan friendly from bringing in uh, internet where you can follow the game on your phone. Right. If you're a fantasy baseball player, you can follow the scores. And oh, if, if I can ask Mr. Kennedy is, uh, can you tell us how long it had taken to get something like this and, and bring it forward like this? Well, it's um, it's been a huge investment by baseball at all the ballparks. We started this conversation by talking about connecting with our fans, and every single person just about okay. that walks through our gates has a mobile device, so we need to be connected Sam, at all times. I'm connected, too. Are you serving Narragansett Lager beer at the game in <laughs> London? That's all I want to know. There, there's. Uh, I'll tell you what, just from walking around the streets of London, you know, they say it's 5 o'clock somewhere. I think it's noon <laughs> in London. There's people out on the streets, and you know, we're working over here. But, boy, people are having a good time. Beautiful weather. Great to be here, and it'll be an exciting weekend. Congratulations. And as I said to the commissioner, 
It's, it, come on, you got to beat the dreaded Yankees in London. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it's American, right? Well, uh, we we need we're, we're the Yankees have us where they want us. We're the underdogs uh, now, even though that. we're World Series champs. We're back at being the underdogs. We like that. right right where we want to be. Yeah, it ruined my childhood. Sam Kennedy, <laughs> thank you so much from Brookline, Massachusetts, and of course, uh, CEO of the Boston Red Sox. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Surveillance Podcast. Subscribe and listen to interviews on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. I'm on Twitter at Tom Keen. Before the podcast, you can always catch us worldwide on Bloomberg Radio. Osage County, Oklahoma is getting a lot of attention right now. It's the setting of Martin Scorsese's latest film, Killers of the Flower Moon. The movie is based on a book about the 1920s Osage murders, when white men poured into Osage County and killed Osage people for their oil wealth. I'm Rachel Adams Hurd, the host of In Trust, a podcast from Bloomberg and iHeartMedia. For over a year, I was reporting a different story, about other ways white people got Osage land and wealth, and how a prominent ranching family in Osage County became one of the biggest landowners here. Their ranching empire was built on land that at the turn of the century was all owned by the Osage Nation. So how'd they get it? Listen to the award-winning podcast, In Trust, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.